Welcome to Dense in the Darkness, the monthly podcast of the Northeast Collaborative. We're a church network that empowers pastors to lead and launch healthy churches in Northeast America. I'm Tim Madeira with WRGN, and I'm here with founder and president of NEC, Dan Nichols. Today, we are going to be talking to our friend Mandy Chapman. Uh, Mandy Chapman, mother of seven, right, Mandy? That's correct. And uh, six of whom are adopted. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. You hesitated when I said that and looked up in the air like, I'm not sure. Mother of seven, six adopted. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Why Why do we look up in the air and why are you laughing right now? <laughs> One of them is not officially adopted, but okay. we consider them our child. Oh, so okay. That is why. All right. Well, uh, I have known you for many, many years uh, through your husband, Doug, at first. Doug was the youth pastor for a time at Back Mountain Harvest Assembly. And we became friends uh, through the work that I was doing with teens at the time. And uh, we've done quite a few things together, including go out for ice cream at Hillside. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. Okay. But it is good to have you here in the studios with us. And I want to give you a chance to tell our listeners your personal story and give them kind of some insight on who Mandy Chapman is and why you do what you do. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I am a mother of seven. She laughs five again. <laughs> who are officially adopted. Okay. Um, but we we have one biological and the other we consider our, our child. Okay. So yes, I would go with I would go with we'll sex go with adopted. <laughs> um I'm also uh, a grandmother to two at the age of thirty eight. Oh nice. <laughs> uh, I became a an official grandmother, unofficially, I guess right. more more than that because right. we do foster care. But unofficially a grandmother at thirty two. Mm. So it was a little weird, Um, but it's been a fun journey. When you go on a journey with God, you just never know where you're going to end up. And so when you say yes to his journey, you you just go along for the ride. Mm. So I am a mother of seven. I'm I'm married to my wonderful husband, Doug. Um, He was a youth pastor for years. Now he is a National Guard chaplain. We have a very interesting life with him on the road and out of town often, um, but during the weeks, he homeschools, and I work at Care Portal. Okay. And Care Portal is my passion from foster care and from um, our last 13 years of working in foster care. We definitely have um, a passion for this. So, Mandy, tell us more about this ministry. We have uh, known about this for several years now, gotten involved uh, where we can, but man, I am so, so thrilled that God called you to this. Can you tell our listeners more about Care Portal, what it is, and why you are so passionate about it? On the not quite as personal side, uh, working in ministry, we saw that the church and the community, also the government, were caring for the same kids. We just didn't have the access to the kids that the government does. And so I saw this disconnect where the church wanted to do more and they wanted to get more involved, but they just Mm. didn't know how. And so the really great thing about Care Portal for me is I first heard about that and I thought, man, if this could be brought to every community, the church would transform our our area, Mm. the whole nation through the love of kids. Mm. Um, On a personal note, though, um, through our youngest adoption. Uh, It was 
horrendous. We are that story that everyone talks about. Hey, don't ever do foster care because Mm. if you do, I heard about this family and this awful thing happened. That was really us. I mean, we fought for him up until the week before he was adopted. It was horrendous. Mm. (laughs) But from that, I either wanted to have that justice come forth and be like, somebody has to pay. This is not right. This should not have happened to him. But then I, I heard the the voice of the Lord say, that's not my heart. Mm. My heart is for restoration. Be part of the solution, not and the problem. We have this option when we come up to these things. You've heard the saying that we can either curse the darkness or we can light a light. Yes. And you, rather than cursing the darkness, said, nope, I'm going to light the light. And that's what you're doing with Care Portal. So what is Care Portal and what mm. does it do? Care Portal is just a technology platform. Most people think it's this ministry that we give stuff Mm -hmm. to people in need, but it's actually not. Care Portal at its root is just a connection platform. So what we do is we connect the needs of the people in the community with people who have stuff to give, which actually is the local church. So we work specifically with the local church. An example of how that works is let's say a child-serving professional sees a need in the community. Let's say it was a caseworker from children and youth. They go into a home, they assess a need, they look around the home, they might not have any furniture. So what they would do is they would log on to Care Portal, type up a request, and that goes out to all of our participating churches. Then someone within that congregation can say, hey, yeah, I have that item, I'd love to serve this person. And it allows those needs to come right to our doorstep well, really our computers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you get to say, I will be the hands and feet of Jesus and go out and meet your neighbor and tell them about the love of Jesus. Mm. And I've been able to go on some of these trips and the the conversations you have with people that are connected through Care Portal are so meaningful. It's awesome when you can not just talk about the love of Christ, but you can show it with action, with tangible, exactly what Jesus did when he was here on earth. He is the way, the truth, and the life, but he also demonstrated his love through meeting people's practical needs. And this is an amazing way to become more like Jesus. And I just love that you guys are providing that opportunity with churches and believers all across Northeast Pennsylvania. It's amazing. Okay, I'm going to throw you a curveball. You hear a lot about separation of church and state. And really, though, this is the church working with the state in some ways because you're working with children and youth. Yes, we are. And how does that work? Well, to be honest, they like to throw that out when it's convenient. (laughs) But the truth is, most of the time when they're recruiting for foster parents, where do they go? They go to the church. And where do they go when their foster parents are struggling? They go to the church. So they're already doing it. We have just opened a door to say, we also want to serve you. Mm -hmm. The awesome opportunities that we've had to be able to serve the caseworkers too. We actually just had a local church who did a drive-through bagged lunch and they wrote them all a little thank you note. And just the joy, you know, what a thankless job. (laughs) And to Mm. say, there's a local church here in this community that sees what you do And they say, we appreciate you. We want to serve you. We want to let you know that we care about you. And that is just a little basic thing. So many of them for years, they would have this, I guess it was called like an interagency email. Mm -hmm. So if they needed something for their client, they would just 
send this email out, but you would just drain those resources so quickly. Because you were hitting the same people yes. all the time. But then there's this huge network of churches out there trying to find creative ways to serve their community. And that's what Care Portal created is that atmosphere to help. So someone might be listening, one of the churches in the area, and they're going, I never heard of Care Portal before. How do we get our church involved? Great question. First off, they can go to careportal.org and you can watch a three to five minute video of how it works. It's just a really basic, upfront, realistic way very of what well works. Done. Yes, very, very well done. Well done. Um, and then you can actually sign your church up right from that platform. And what will happen is then that will come back to me. Mm-hmm. I will get an email that says, this church is interested in knowing more about Care Portal. And then I would contact you or you can email me. It's Mandy, M-A-N-D-Y dot Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N, at goproject.org. Goproject.org. And we'll have all that information in the show notes for our listeners because we want them to be able to connect with you and connect with Care Portal. Now, we do have a lot of pastors and leaders that listen from different areas up and down the Northeast. Is this a nationwide effort? It is, actually. I don't remember exactly how many states we are in, but we are covering most of the country. Okay. But it is localized, so they want feet on the ground. This is, our home office is in Kansas City, but every place that they launch, they want to have local people doing the local work. And And for you, that's you. That is me. Okay. Uh, So if we have people that are listening up and down our listening area, they may contact you for more information on how to get involved as a leader if they don't have Care Portal in their area? Absolutely. And the great thing is when we start to get a lot of fire and excitement with the churches, then if we want to launch in a new area, we can go to, let's say, children and youth, and Mm -hmm. we can say, look at all of these churches already ready to get involved so it's not just an idea, hey, we want to maybe start this here. Really, we can come with that information saying we're ready to serve. So it's all about building a community of faith leaders and community leaders to say we want to be a part of this. So as you've been doing this, Mandy, what are some of the biggest wins you're celebrating? What are some of the stories of how you've seen God move through this ministry already? I was thinking about that earlier, and I thought, oh, man, how do I capture all that has happened over the last few years? Well, the one you shared as far as helping the caseworkers with just a bag lunch, that's that's huge. Yes, and it's so there's just so many depths that you can go of how you can serve and how you can love your neighbor. Um, I would say one of the biggest wins is getting the churches to work together. Um, one of the things that I, I loved is we had uh, a family who needed bunk beds. And bunk beds are so hard to come by. They really are. Really? Most people don't have them. And so mm-hmm. when they're done with them, they don't, they're usually well used right. and they just trash them. <laughs> so bunk beds are tricky. Okay. Um, but this was such a cool situation because someone from a local church had a bunk bed, but then they couldn't transport it. And we found a church that was really close to this family's house, and we asked them if they would lead this connection. Would you lead and and just be the example of Christ in this community? And so they picked up the bunk bed, and they brought it to the family, and they were able to say, hey, we're a church right around the corner. That's the great thing is that a lot of the churches 
uh, have items or they have resources and others don't. But the great Mm -hmm. thing is, is we all can work together as the body of Christ. And the goal is that we make heaven really crowded if we all work together. Mm. So it's just (laughs) one of those things where we don't always have to be the ones giving the item and being the face because the chances are with with transportation being a barrier for a lot of the families we work with, Mm -hmm. the chances are of them coming into a church that's 10 miles away not very high, but if we meet them where they're at with a church around the corner, there's a better chance of them actually showing up and meeting other folks who love Jesus and Mm -hmm. other natural connections that they can make. It just really goes way beyond that. So no one church has to have all the resources at their disposal. No one individual part of the body of Christ. Let's put it that way. Correct. But the bigger part of the body of Christ can work together to provide those things in tandem at sometimes. Absolutely. And we have set up just recently a once a month connection and we have many churches that participate. And what we do is if you're in the back mountain area, we meet up and load up items in some of our storage areas. And then we go downtown to one of the cool coffee houses downtown. Mm -hmm. We get together, we pray over the families that we're about to meet And then we let them know, hey, this is a church or this is a family really close to your church. Would you lead that connection? And so we're all there working together, getting to know each other, really being the whole body of Christ and saying, "Um, yeah, you're right there in that neighborhood. So you lead that. But it's really neat to be able to all work together and also get to know each other. And obviously that collaboration is something that's near and dear to our heart at NEC because it's literally in our name, the Northeast Mm -hmm. Collaborative. So the fact that you guys are connecting the dots for practical needs and spiritual uh, relationships, really, because a lot of people, I just had breakfast with a guy the other day. He looked at me and he's almost 40 years old. He said, Dan, I have never ever lived life with anyone else. Mm. Like I have been isolated my entire life. My whole life has been a lone ranger life. And I was able to explain to him that that's why the local church was established by God was so that no one would have to be alone. And I think that collaboration from church to church, when we don't focus so much on whose banner is waving or who gets credit or any of that stuff, we can demonstrate to people who are so lonely and struggling through incredible challenges in this season, we can show them that Jesus is really worth living for and we can show them how much God really loves them when we're willing to connect those dots amongst the body of Christ, Mm. which is what you're facilitating. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Now, Dan, you just mentioned the challenges. What are some of the challenges that you face with ministering through the care portal? There are none. There are this none. is the first time anybody's ever had trouble answering that question. No, I'm sure there are. There some. are some challenges. Um, one of them was actually getting churches to come outside of their four walls. Okay. That mm. was That's tricky. unfortunate. That's really, I mean, I, as I hear you say that, it makes me want to cry, really, because that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what Matthew 28 says when it says, Go. It doesn't say bring them to you. It says yes. go. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But you know what? I, as I have revelation, as I walk in that revelation, yeah. and I think sometimes we're not offered that opportunity. We're not invited into that. So that's one of the things that we have had to rework is how do we get 
people really excited about this, but also willing to step outside of their church or their comfort zone. This is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Some people have never walked into a home where there's not a single stitch of furniture whatsoever, or the way that people speak to their children can be very, very difficult for people. Um, some people just really have comfortable lives and they've never seen poverty. So it's really important that we understand, um, that we have to be willing, but also as people who are already doing this, we have to understand, we may have to teach along the way. Mm -hmm. We also need to invite people love to be invited. Mm -hmm. They like to see that they have value. Just the people that we're serving might not be the only people that we end up serving that day. A lot. We have a, a local youth pastor who he will invite his teens along and he takes that opportunity to disciple them. Mm. And I just think that's incredible. I have a father who brings his son out and they just have that father son time as they're moving a bed or a dresser. It, it, mm-hmm. it can be so much more than just giving stuff. It should be more than just mm-hmm. giving stuff. Yeah, We've had opportunities to pray with people. We've had opportunities to, um, I got to pray with a caseworker who was picking up an item. Just being able to love people and just say, hey, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing better than that. And that's yeah. what it is all about. It's about sharing Jesus. I think the fact that you are doing it in community helps break down maybe that fear factor that some people may have. If you as a leader are looking for a way to get people past their own minds sometimes in sharing the good news of the gospel, this could be a great way to do it, couldn't it? It really is. And also with Care Portal, we do offer a lot of training. Mm-hmm. We do a mm. lot of poverty training. We do a lot of trauma training. Um, we also do a lot of training within understanding the foster care community because a lot of churches have foster parents in their congregation mm-hmm. and they don't know how to serve them. They don't know what they need. It's a very unique space. And as a foster parent for 13 years, it can feel very lonely. So understanding those dynamics. So we do a lot of training. We want our volunteers and people who are going out there to feel equipped Mm -hmm. to love their neighbor well. Yeah. Well, fortunately, the one thing that we do see a lot of in the churches is foster care. And so they are somewhat familiar with the system, but they're only familiar with one side of the system. And there's a whole other side, that side that needs that help, that needs you to come alongside. And that's what you guys are doing. Yes, we do. Um, I personally kind of took that on as doing a foster support group Mm -hmm. because we saw how many foster parents were struggling. They needed support. They didn't understand the system, but they also didn't understand trauma, you know, what these kids were coming from. And so, you know, we really try to look at all of it. There are such opportunities to love the birth parents, and many of them have come from trauma themselves. So being able to step back and not have that judgment but also walking into it and saying, hey, I see you. I'm not your enemy. I want to come alongside of you so that you can love this child that we both love. We want to love them well together, and we want to be an asset for you. So that is another kind of side part of what Care Portal does. Yeah. Also, more my husband and I were just really, really <laughs> passionate about it. That is just an extra bonus, I guess. But really, we just saw that was lacking in the church yeah. and just really in the community. Because honestly, the the caseworkers or children and youth were the ones that were supposed to be offering those supports. But 
They needed so much more. They're overwhelmed, aren't they? Absolutely. I was just talking to a friend yesterday that is dealing with the foster care system and the children and youth. And he said that the one caseworker he talked to had 212 cases. 212. Wow. Wow. That's, That's overwhelming. And you think that they're walking into situations that when children and youth ends up getting called, they're already in crisis. Yeah. So what does that look like when a family is in crisis? That means there's possible abuse or neglect or extreme poverty. I actually heard yeah. this yesterday that most families who are affected by child welfare, whose kids end up going into foster care, mm-hmm. the families end up going in for neglect or the child goes in for neglect. And two thirds of that neglect is actually based out of poverty. So if we can understand that a little bit deeper and say, gosh, maybe they aren't being mean to their kids. Maybe they're not abusing their kids. Maybe they need help. Mm -hmm. When you can get that wrapped around, you're like, man, we can do something. Mm -hmm. I heard someone recently say, uh, when we say we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we have to remember what actually happened to the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm. They were pierced. They bled. They hurt. There was pain. And that's really, I think, why we avoid, as you guys were talking about before, you know, the four walls of the church, right? Because when we go inside of four walls of a church and we have our religious programming, there's not a whole lot of bleeding or hurting, you know. And then I heard another guy say, the problem in the American church is we have too many uh, people writing recipes or arguing about their favorite chefs rather than baking bread. And this, what you are providing through Care Portal is a way to bake bread, to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus. But it's hard. It's messy. You know, on the lowest level, it's awkward and a little uncomfortable. But on the deep end, especially entering the foster care system and helping, uh, you know, bring hope and healing to that. It's, I mean, my friends that are doing that and they are, you know, uh, embracing foster care kids in their home and just helping there. I mean, it is, it is painful. It's emotionally, spiritually draining. And yet, isn't this what the gospel is all about, right? Mm. Jesus left the glories of heaven to enter, to run to the messes. And that's what we get to do as ambassadors for Christ. But we have to be realistic and say it isn't easy. It isn't fun all the time. But yet, the love of God compels us, right? Second Corinthians 5, it's the love of God that compels us. And Mandy, I just want to encourage you and say, when I think of loving people in this region, you and Doug, I, you always come to mind just because you have been so sacrificial. And I know that, you know, it's not like you guys have it all together or, you know, necessarily that you claim to be saints in any way, but <laughs> no. you are... In, you are you are proactively a, a taking the initiative, like Jesus, to be his hands and feet and to take the blows, take the pain, absorb that for the sake of others. And I know my wife and I look up to you guys so much. Our church does. Uh, and, I, and I know that the ministry that you're doing through Care Portal, I just want you to know it matters mm. and it's making a huge difference. You know what else I love, Dan? That they're not just doing it themselves, but they're pulling others along with them. And I exactly. think that is the key. Get passionate about something and get others passionate about it as well. You obviously are excited about the work you do. What are you, what are you excited about as far as looking to the future with Care Portal? Well, first, I want to say something following Dan's comment. <laughs> Children are refiners. Oh, yeah. And as parents, 
you, they, they show you yourself the parts usually you don't want to look at. My parents used to always say, can't you take the good out of us when yes. they saw that reflected back? Yeah. And I just think, you know, as a community, we need to look at the children in our community and they reflect us. And so if we're not mm. caring for them well, that speaks volumes about the church. But likewise, as the body of Christ, we get to be the example to the community and we get to say, this is who Jesus is. This is what he's done for us. God was the designer of adoption, not us. Mm. We're not that smart. Mm. And so mm. if that's what it looks like, how he loves us and how he does not judge us from our past. He doesn't, he just wants to welcome us into something better. And so if we can have that as a, as a framework and we can say, wow, God did that for me. Jesus was beaten for me. Those are the things. Yeah. The refining is so, so powerful. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, we could, take a whole episode on refining because I promise I might not have anything left, but (laughs) I'm so thankful for that because they do, they expose you, they expose your motives. And even especially kids that come from hard places that don't look like you, they don't talk like you, they have nothing of your personality and you choose to love them. Love Mm -hmm. is a choice And I just think it's incredible because they've shown me so much of the heart of the father Mm -hmm. that I could have never learned in any other way. And so when we step into those pits with those kids and with those families, we can't help but become more like Jesus Mm -hmm. because that's what he did. Mm -hmm. He stepped Mm -hmm. into our pit. He stepped into our brokenness and didn't leave us there. And one of the key things that I think you said, it may have just slipped on by some people, but you talked about dads that are taking their sons or daughters with them on this. This is crucial for us as leaders, first of all, and then for us as parents, secondly, to make sure that our kids get a hold of what breaks our heart or what makes us passionate, but it's really what made Christ passionate. The scripture talks more times about Jesus weeping than it does about him laughing. Yeah. And and it's not because Jesus was unhappy, it's just that he cared for people. And that's what the care portal is so important. How can we pray for you and your ministry? Yes. Um yeah, looking into the future, we just want to invite more churches to be a part of this. Um, we just ask you that you're excited about it, that you want to be a part of this, you want to learn, and you want to get out there and love your neighbor really well. Um, how can we pray? Oh, goodness. I, I, we want to grow. We just want to grow. We actually are now in Wyoming County. I was going to say, so what does growth mean? Yeah, what does that so look like? That is a big thing is that we're in Wyoming County now. We need some Wyoming County churches because yeah. we're getting requests in, and I don't want to bring them up from you know, Wilkes-Barre and Luzerne County. We want you to be right there in your community. But we do have some churches that we're talking to right now. It's just exciting that people are getting more and more aware and excited to do more and be more in their community. Um, We also, we are looking to add staff, volunteers, people who are wanting to learn more about it, that there could be a potential for um, a staff position in the future. Mm -hmm. So just really people who want to get involved on my end and then also on the church end, really, no matter what, we just want to grow and just be able to serve more and more and more kids Mm -hmm. and families. Mm -hmm. 
Well, we so appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, Mandy, and I don't want to mm-hmm. end things before you're ready, Dan. So is there anything else you wanted to uh, talk about before we wrap it up? Listen, Mandy, you preach the sermon, I'll turn the pages, sister. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I love it. Oh, we are so glad that you've joined us for this episode of Dense in the Darkness as we help to lead and launch healthy churches in the Northeast and equip you with the tools to do what it is the body of Christ is called to do. 